Hello, and welcome back to Season 12, Episode 2 of Movius Ministries. This is your friend, Josiah. I am super excited to dive back into this today, you guys. Um, I just tried to record this about an hour ago, and I had some complications trying to upload it, so now I am going to re-record this whole thing. It's a very humbling moment for me, so Father, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that uh, to just magnify your glory. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I am super excited to dive in. We're going to talk about the way of his love, and... Um, yeah, so the verse of the day is out of Hebrews twelve fourteen. This is out of the NIV version, and it says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And our prayer card of the day is, I will walk by faith even when I cannot see. That's beautiful. So thank you, Father, for that. Um, some of you guys know... Uh, if you have been listening recently, there is some echo going on. I'm in a room with hard floors and obviously uh, walls, so I'm trying to um, get some soundproof stuff. So just be patient with me on that, and I um, just wanted to say that. So, um, you guys, I want to open with a worship song, actually. That's going to be our moment of prayer, and then we're going to dive into today's message. Uh, and we're going to be singing. Um, this is just going to be you know, our own moment with the Lord where we're just going to worship. And the song is by, um, the song that's playing right now, if you want to know what it's called, it's called Abba by William Augusto. Uh, this is the album called Soaking in His Presence. The album art is a circle with like an orange um, kind of aurora color around it with a candlelight in the middle. So, But the song that we're going to listen to, just kind of dive into worship, is... Um, called Come, Let Us Worship, and Bow Down. This is on Stephanie Gretzinger's new album called The Faith of My Father. Stephanie Gretzinger used to be a worship leader at uh, Bethel Church in Redding, California. And uh, she's incredible, incredibly spirit-filled, and just, oh my gosh, she's incredibly anointed. And I just love her music, so her new album is really good. Um, This is probably my favorite song right now, and... um, yeah, so I just want to dive into, and let's just listen to this. Let's 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 worship the Lord. I'm gonna turn this up, um, just so you can hear it. So uh, adjust your volume. It might get a little bit too loud for a second, but um, let's just go into worship. This will be our moment of prayer. So please pray for me um, that I would say the right words and that um, I would just like I feel God's peace really strong right now, and I'm just really really grateful for that. So let's just worship, guys.
you guys for just joining in that with me that was really amazing that's probably my favorite song right now honestly um i think actually um some of you guys know um i have this um mini calendar and it gives me a, a bible verse of the day on each day and i think that song that stephanie just sang i think it's actually a scripture in Saul. let me look it up real quick Psalm 95, verse 6. In the NIV version, it says, Come, let us bow down in worship. <laughs> let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love the New King James Version. It says the same thing. The NASB says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord, our maker. Let's see. Some of you guys know that I read from uh, the message version. Psalm 95, 6, the message. 95. In the message version... It says, so come, let us worship, bow before him, on our knees before God, who made us. Wow, I love that. I love that. And then now verse 7 says, oh yes, he's our God, and we are the people of his pa Oh my gosh, she's quoting the whole freaking song. She's quoting Psalm 95, 6 through 7. Wow, how amazing. I literally just realized that, like I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, I literally just realized that, so. Okay, um, well, let's dive in to today's message. Uh, we're 10 minutes in and I am gonna do this again. Thank you, Lord, for humbling me. <laughs> so here we go. The way of his love. Over the past four and a half years, I have a little thing, okay. Uh, following God, meeting hundreds of followers of Christ, only a small percentage of those people I've met, they know what it means to love by God's definition. Now, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm criticizing, it's just um, overview, I guess, that's all. I think a lot of us think we really know what it means to love other people in God's definition, and we either get that uh, get that conclusion from our own minds or man's opinion passed on from another man, and then it's just a chain reaction from that point. These are just, I'm sure there's other things, but this is just from my own personal wisdom. Um, we have to look at loving others the way Jesus did and also uh, not pick and choose certain verses and, and real-life stories that sustain our biased opinion of how to love. We have to ask God to humble us and show us what it means to love because at that point, you guys, we are leaning on his understanding and then he's going to direct our paths to be straight. 
A verse I'm learning to do all the time is said by Jesus in John 13:35. Jesus says to his disciples, I am giving you a new commandment. This is a new commandment. Not that, that there was something, this is like, like that it wasn't something before. That you love one another just as I have loved you. Now where he says just as I have loved you, it sounds like he's interpreting the way I've loved you, my actions, not just my my heart and what I feel, but my actions I've put forward. He goes that you also love one another. By this, by doing this, all people will know that you are my disciples. And then he restates again, if you have love for one another. If we loved people the way Jesus did, or also, or if we also did Philippians 4.9, which states, put into practice everything you've learned and heard from God. And if you do, you're going to be kept in perfect peace. If we put into practice everything we've learned in how to love one another in a situation where only love is to be shown, people would be drawn closer to the Lord. People get hurt from the church because people speak scripture out of context. They don't understand the original Greek or Hebrew, whether they're speaking out of the Old or the New Testament. Um, and people just get hurt and they walk away. Now, it's not God that hurt them. It's, it's, it's them. So for those of you that have church hurt, that's not God's heart for you. He, Peter says that he's, that God is actually wishing that all would come to repentance and that none would perish. That's actually God's desire because Jesus did not die for, um, you know, a certain amount of people. He died for everyone. The people that are living now, the people that were living a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, two, you know, a hundred years from now, everyone. John is very clear in his first book later on in the New Testament in chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. He says, Beloved. Now he says, Beloved, because he's talking to the body of Christ. If you're not a part of the body of Christ, you're not God's beloved. Let's love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. By this, the love of God was revealed in us, that God has sent his only son into the world so that we may live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation for our sins. Um, that part where it says appropriation, um, a lot of translations I've heard have not used that particular Greek word correctly. It's not the Greek word. It's not the, like, if you see a covering for sins, that's a bad interpretation because it didn't cover us. Paul said the new covenant wasn't a, wasn't like a bandit. He goes, no, Christ redeemed us from the inside out. He washed us out. He said the old covenant was like a band-aid. It was just like a covering, but it never healed anything on the inside. He goes, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we remain in him and he in us. Because he, because he has given to us of his spirit. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And we are to love others the same. As it states in Ephesians 5, we're going to go through context as well, you guys, so don't worry. As it states in Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, Paul says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children verse 2 live a life filled with love not just let, don't let your don't don't let your life be part of love but let it be filled completely following the example of Christ we can see here that the holy spirit is directing us the right way through paul on how to show people who jesus is in one small aspect context of Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, or the Ephesians 5, is Paul is talking about imitating Christ and uh, all that comes from the fruit of our salvation. We love him because he first loved us. Um, 
So that's just a verse that, that kind of backs up, you know, this is how we're supposed to love one another, imitate Christ. Galatians uh, 6, 1 through 2, I did an episode on this um, verse here on my podcast. You guys go check it out. It's a super good verse. And I try to, I, I, I mean, I every time I have a chance to put this into practice, I do it. And I'm learning how to do this verse better. Um, I don't just... Uh, there's there's always things I'm learning, but um, in the Passion Translation, we're going to read verses one through two. Paul says, "My beloved friends," again he he says again, just like just like Paul, just like Pete, uh, or uh, John says, he goes, "My beloved." John uh, Paul says the same thing, "My beloved friends." If you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault, the one who is in the Spirit, talking about God, the Holy Spirit should seek to restore him in the spirit of gentleness. He's talking about a certain character, a certain aspect of God. But keep watch over your own heart so that you won't be tempted to exalt yourself over him. As you're restoring this person gently, make sure you don't have this spirit of self-righteousness. Verse 2, love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. Other versions say burdens. Um, the NASB in this verse says, Brothers and sisters, even if, a, even if a person excuse me, is caught in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual are to restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness. Each one looking to yourself so that you are not tempted as well. And then verse 2, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Look at this. I can tell you if uh, you were in this situation with Jesus and he sees that you were overcome by some sin, he would gently restore you just like he did with the prostitute when all the Pharisees were accusing her of falling into adultery and he didn't accuse her. He restored her gently. Um, he would he would do that and not uh, he would also not have the spirit of self righteousness in that moment of prayer with uh, his father. We can also see that um, on the cross Jesus carried out our troubles and problems. The reason I state that is because I'm kind of backing up verse two where it says bear one another's burdens. And in Psalm sixty eight nineteen, this is the Old Testament. David says. Um, Sorry, my friend just texted me and I forgot. I thought I had this on Do Not Disturb. I don't want notifications coming through. Stop it. Okay, sorry guys. Um, Psalm 68. Let's see if this is David or Asaph or um, Moses even has a few Psalms. Psalm, uh, Moses actually did Psalm 91. Believe it or not, you can look at it yourself. Um, but Psalm 68 is written by David, and he says, Praise be to the Lord, to the God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. I'm not sure what version that is, but you guys, God bears it for us daily. And now Paul's saying this is the law of Christ to bear one another's burdens, and God's doing the same with us. So how can we not do the same to other people? Hearing and receiving that makes me feel more of a child of the one true God, that he truly bears my burdens, that I can ask him to carry those things, but he's doing it anyway. A lot of us know Romans 12, a lot of us know Romans 12 too, but Romans 12 1 in the NASB version says, therefore, this is Paul talking, he goes, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, again, he restates it, brothers and sisters, talking about the body of Christ. He goes, by the mercies of God, Present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. He's saying, present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice because of the mercies of God. Acceptable to worship, which is um, your spiritual service of worship. The context Paul is talking about placing everything in your life and applying it to the will of God. We can see this. We can see uh, that in verse 2 where it says do not be conformed by the ways of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove God's will for your life um, follow God's will don't be conformed by the ways of this world we know Psalm 119 is a, ch- is a chapter that we've read here on my podcast where David's pouring his whole heart out to God and he's talking about his hurts his habits, his hang ups, he's talking about all these things but every time he goes deeper and deeper and he goes Lord teach me to do your will 
he's seeking to do that. When Jesus was in the garden, he goes, God, he goes, Father, if it's if it's possible to let this cup pass for me, but nevertheless, let your will be done. It's always going back to what he wants. Now, sometimes God may bless us to kind of choose, um, but then that could God, you know, sovereignly making, uh, sovereignly directing our steps to keep following His will. That that could that could be what it is. I'm not sure, but that's just a speculation I have. But um, the context, Paul's again. I, I already actually I already said the context, but you guys, it says because of the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. So we should be, it's it's pretty much in everything. Jesus said, if, if a man wants to come after me, let him deny himself and pick up his cross. What it means by that is let go of the things that you want to do and follow what, what I want you to do. And Paul's saying right here, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Sacrifice what you want and go after what God wants. Because then Paul says the same thing in verse 2. He goes, don't be conformed by the business world. Don't, don't just do whatever you want to do. Make your body your life as a living sacrifice to God. We should be showing sacrificial love to everyone. Did Jesus not do this for the world, even though most of the world is going down the wide and wrong path? Those are Jesus' words. He said that. For me personally, this is not me saying this self-righteously, you guys, seriously, but I try to make one or uh, more sacrifices whenever God kind of just gives me an opportunity to sacrifice for someone. Um, if someone has something they need help with and I have stuff that I need to do, I do my best to say, Lord, help me to just kind of like, do I need to get this stuff done? No, um, I can do it another day and this person needs help, so I'm going to help them. Um, some of you guys know I work at Marshall's and I'm usually working the cashier because I'm I specialize in customer service, but there was this lady uh, last week in a wheelchair, was wearing a rosary, and she um, was paying for uh, some stuff, and it looked like it was stuff for her, what do you call it, um, her grandchildren, and um, I... Uh, I said to her, okay, sorry, I just got distracted. She bought, she got it, she she had this credit card and she was not able to pay. The transaction was not going through. And so the Holy Spirit put on my heart some money that I had in the bank. And he was asking me to make a huge sacrifice and be willing to pay for this lady's, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, this lady's transaction. I'm not gonna say how much it was because that, that doesn't matter. Um, but I offered the lady, I said, Miss, if you don't have any money, I, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice and pay pay, pay this for you. Um, I told her I follow Jesus and I'm always trying to show sacrificial love to people. And it, anyway, my point is she was able to pay for it. Um, a lot of you guys might go, you know, well, why, why did God have you do that? It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do my best just to be obedient and let God do the rest. Um, that's all that matters. So, and again, I want to make it seem like, oh, look at me. I'm paying for this person's thing. No, you guys, I'm saying I'm, I'm humbled that God has called me to that. And I just, I, I say that to gently encourage you to show sacrificial things to other people. Because if there's nothing new under the sun that God hasn't seen, then there's nothing that I can do. That, that, that I can do that would be too big of a step of faith for him. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 states, Do nothing from uh, rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Now, it's interesting because he says, um, he says, not only to your own interest, he's not saying, he's not, Paul's not saying completely forget about yourself, take care of yourself, do the things that you need to get done, but he goes, also look to the interests of others, do both and. Jesus said in Luke 6, treat others the way that you want to be treated. It's Luke 6, 31. Now, um, this is something interesting to me, you guys. 
people grow up and they go through hurting relationships just hurting conversations things that hurt them and then they grow up and they just want to be loved they want to find someone who's going to do James 119 be slow to speak quick to listen and slow to anger they want to find someone who's going to be willing to represent Jesus and Paul is telling us to do it right here in Philippians 2 do nothing out of competition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. The context, Paul is, is explaining more on how we are to respond and how Christ acted when he was here on earth. To finish up, here are 10 ways... Um, to love according to what God teaches us in his love letter to his creation. And his love letter is his, his, his word, the Bible. Uh, number one, listen without interrupting. Proverbs 18, James 1.19. Number two, speak without accusing. James 1.9 and also connects with Galatians 6.1 in a sense. Number three, give without sparing. Proverbs 21.26. Number four, pray without ceasing, Colossians 1.19. Number five, answer without arguing, Proverbs 17.1. Share without pretending, Ephesians 4.15. Number seven, enjoy without complaint, Philippians 2.14. Number eight, trust without wavering, 1 Corinthians 13.7. Number nine, prove without punishing, Colossians 3.13. I love that verse. And number 10, promise without forgetting. Proverbs 13, 17. That one I am working on. <laughs> That's taken me a long time. So, um, now this is quite ironic because... I knew I forgot something. Hang on a sec, guys. There's something that I'm that I'm trying to find that I can share. Oh, here it is. Okay. It's quite ironic because my dad, sometimes he spontaneously just puts these things in my room. It could just be like a little gift or whatever. But the thing that he put in my room yesterday was the five love languages at home. I told my dad, I said, tomorrow I'm doing a message on the way of his love. And the fact that you put this on here was not you. God directed your steps. And he said, wow. So um, I want to talk about five love languages. Um, the five are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. We're going to go through the actions, the communications, and the things to avoid when you put these certain love languages into action. So the first one, uh, the first love language is words of affirmation. How you can put this into action is spoken words. Um, and and a, a example of that is uh, a written card or a letter to someone. It's one thing when you pick something up at the Dollar Tree and you say, Happy 31st birthday. God bless. I love all the memories we have together. That's not a bad thing. That's good. But it touches someone else's heart when you it touches someone else's heart when you write something out to think that wow they sat down they took 10 15 minutes out of their day and thought and wrote this down and put it in an envelope and then drove here and gave it to me how we can communicate this is with encouraging words compliments and having an affirming spirit we know where Paul says in 1 Corinthians, um, all prophecy must be uplifting, edifying, and uh, gratifying towards the receiver. So um, we can put that Bible verse with that. Now, what I'm reading from is not, there's no scripture on here, but I'm sure there's things that the Holy Spirit wants to speak through this and give you what's true and what's false. So just do First John 4 as I kind of do this. And what you want to avoid when you're doing words of affirmation is emotionally heart words and un 
uh, unnecessary criticism. That's like, well, what does it mean to have unnecessary criticism? Read Romans 14. Another love language is quality time and how we can put this into action. Uh, running errands, taking trips, doing things together, going on walks, and sitting and just talking at home and just being slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. How we can communicate this is being uh, in quiet places with no interruptions, undivided attention, and one-to-one conversations. How many times do we want to pray to God and we want his undivided attention? Now, we do, but how much do we know how much he wants our undivided attention? What you want to avoid when you're doing quality time is too much time with friends or groups, isolation, and uh, gaps in time of uh, in-between meetings. Now, I don't know if I agree with that one because sometimes the Lord may work in that way, but again, don't. I'm just kind of getting a little bit opinionated right now. So the third one, receiving gifts. Uh, give time to people. Remembering special occasions. Uh, not just to you uh, newlyweds, but you guys. I mean, even if you're friends. I mean, we, we know we have the whole friends giving thing, which is amazing. But um, I'm sure there's other things. But um, giving small tokens, just small gifts. And um, whether it's just... Whatever comes to your mind that might be small that you feel the Holy Spirit putting on your heart to go to someone and just bless them with that and help them with whatever they're going through. Um, how you can communicate this is uh, privately giving the gifts. This is really, really humility. This is real humility right here, you guys. And number two, pleasant uh, facial expressions or facial nuances. Uh, and what will you want to avoid when you're receiving gifts is um, forgetting special events. The fourth one is acts of service. How you can put this into action is assisting with house chores, ongoing acts of help, helpfulness. I like that how it says ongoing. It doesn't stop. It's 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 you're doing it consistently when you can, when the Lord leads you to. Um, and exchanging of chores. I, I have four siblings and growing up, I definitely had times where I'd be like, hey, you know, Jameson or Melinda, um, where we would we would we would change drawers, and sometimes we would do it in secret. But anyway, <laughs> um, what we can say when we do acts of service is, "What can I do for you? I will stop and get this and that today. I did this or that for you." Uh, make a checklist and show that person that you care, that you want to get the things done that they need to get done. Um, I mean, you can even look at like I think there's a story. There's a story in. Matthew where Jesus is he there's this guy I think he was blind or something anyway Jesus goes what do you want he goes do you want me to heal you he I think he says something like that he pretty much like puts the person on on the spot and he kind of shows that you know he it's just very humbling it's very oh wow I can't wow anyway um what you want to avoid when you're doing acts of service is forgetting promises over commitment of tasks and ignoring people. Physical touch. Now this is, uh, this is my number one love language. <laughs> I think it's a lot of people's, but that's fine. Um, I don't know. I just love to do it. I, I just, I, I really, whenever I put my hand on someone's back, I pray that they would just like, like I always hope that they can just feel the peace of God, the love of God, and just like forget about me. I want to bring you closer to the Lord right now. Um, and then communication, how we can communicate this is, again, um, mostly uh, nonverbal facial nuances. And then what you want to avoid when you're having physical touch is obviously physical abuse, uh, something that's just uh, not appropriate or uh, threats or neglect. So those are some ways where we can kind of show other ways to love people in the right ways that's how people are going to come to christ you guys people have left the church because they've been hurt they don't know the father's love for them and they think they have to work 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 and if you feel that way if you feel like you have to work read that if you feel like you have to do that i, I challenge you to read the book of galatians um now a while ago a friend of mine named jamie she um 
she shared this Facebook post on this guy who made a billboard and the billboard said, text this number and give your honest thoughts of your experience with Christians. This is not me shaming you guys. There's no shame for those who are in Christ, but I'm saying this to gently encourage you to start loving people better. And when you mess up, humble yourself and say, okay, Lord, change my heart. Um, It's okay if I'm sad about it. Paul talks about godly sorrow somewhere later on in 1 Corinthians. I think it's 1 Corinthians 15, but anyway. Is there even 15 chapters in 1 Corinthians? Let me see. Yeah, there is. There's 16. Okay. Um, Let me just say every single one of those texts, you guys, were people said they were hypocrites. Jesus said, you know, um, before you judge someone else, make sure you don't have a log in your own eye. And this is one thing I want to share about that verse. This is where pride becomes such an issue. We look at our lives and we think, oh, I don't struggle with this. How do, when you're, when you're, when you're, examining, judging someone, and you think, oh, I don't have a log in my own eye. How do you know that? John and Paul said that God knows us better than we know ourselves. Now, you can use that in a way that might sound negative or positive, but my point is, I can look back in my own life and thought and and, and I would judge people on manipulation and then later on uh, this year I kind of found out that I struggled with the same thing. Now I didn't know better but I assumed oh I don't struggle with that and that's that's arrogance that's that's not humility so in moments where you feel like you're gonna judge someone don't lean on your own understanding and say oh um yeah I don't struggle with that how do you know that you it's just It's not out of a place of fear. It's out of a place of humility saying, God, Paul said, I don't judge myself. God does. He's the one who's going to reveal it to you. That's why, that's why, that's why David said, Lord, search my heart. Not, oh, I'm going to look at myself and do a spiritual inventory. Uh." Anyway, so let me just say a lot of those texts, people did not have, there was not one text that was a nice experience. Now, then again, you may have thoughts of, oh, well, this, oh, well, that. Well, don't, don't, tot- the, well, then, uh, don't, don't go down that road. The, the, my, the reason I say this is because we've messed up and we have got to, not completely, but we've got to be able to do it the, the best. Colossians, I think, 3.23 says, in everything you do, do it with all your heart. So, um, you guys, it's just like we've messed up and we have to love people better. Those people did not have good experiences. And don't make excuses. Don't have a moment of 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 um of Adam where he blames it on Eve. No, take responsibility for yourself. Like, okay, for those of you that have heard my message on um Heard my message on uh, the healing life of sexual integrity, part one, part two series. I had my friend Nathan join me. We talked about women dressing appropriately. That was not us blaming women for the way they were dressing. We still have to acknowledge our lust problem and control our lustful thoughts. Know what to do in order to, to, to control lustful thoughts. And anyway, just growing in wisdom, growing in discernment, yada, yada, yada. Um, we weren't blaming them. We're saying... We're going to do our part, and we want you to do yours. So as I'm doing my part, saying I'm going to do my best to love people, I'm saying do your part. I mean, Paul Paul says it. We, re- we read scriptures. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Romans 12, 1. Galatians 6, 1. Uh, and John 13, 34 through 35. So point two, my dad... Uh, works with some of these international students who go to Oakland University or went to OU and now they're working. Anyway, he was hanging out with a bunch one day and um, they pretty much said to my dad, you know, we realize that, you know, we, we don't follow the same faith that you do, but we look at your life and we can see that you love the way this Jesus guy did. My dad told me that and I went, oh my 
gosh, what did Jesus say? If you love others as I have loved you, people will know you are my disciples. They're realizing this, you guys. Paul says that there was a va- there's, there, there, there are these scales in their eyes because they don't believe in God. But God goes, oh, I'm not limited by that. I'm going to show them who my disciples are. I'm going to show them things. Look at this, you guys. These international students who grow up in a totally different atmosphere than us. People who are Hindus and Buddhists and and, and and agnostic, whatever. And my dad, you know, represents this humility and this love for other people representing Christ. And they go, we recognize it. We can see something that you're that you are his disciple. This is not. This is real. Jesus said this two, you know, two thousand years ago, twenty five hundred years ago. I don't know, but. And now it's coming out into play and it shocks us. Like, oh my gosh. Not that that's a bad thing, but... They saw this, you guys. They had... They, they have a veil. They have scales over their eyes. But God said, I'm still going to show them. Because I want them to come to repentance. Like Peter said, he wants none to perish, but that all would come to repentance. So this is this is just I mean it's John 13 34 35 coming into play literally. Now, I'm sure there are even more ways you may know on how peep on how to love people and that's great. Apply it. Let it be good fruit that comes from your life. I may not have said every way that we can love others, but that's okay. I'm saying, I'm not saying, you know, forget about what you've learned and listen to me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's wisdom that you learn and you, you carefully discern it. You go, okay, Lord, is this true? Is that true? Because I want to walk in your truth and I don't want to be deceived. Now, um, Kevin Butcher is a, he's not a very well-known pastor, but he used to be a pastor. My mom used to go to his church and he used to be my mom's pastor a long time ago. And he's got some of his um, sermons here on Spotify on a church that he used to speak at in Detroit. And he, um, you guys know, I read through 1 John 4. Yes, 1 John 4, 7 through 14. And I, I did go over the context of that verse. Or no, I did not. But anyway. I didn't go through every context, but I did look over the context myself before I put it in my notes. So... I didn't pull anything out of context, I don't think. But anyway, um, he, 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 he goes really, really, he, the way he goes goes into 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, the way he explains these books are just super good, you guys. So I challenge you to go listen to his stuff. They've radically changed my life and I've taken it with me. And the Holy Spirit has just, I mean, he, they, the Holy Spirit's reminded me of this stuff. And Jesus said, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you in all truth. This is Jesus talking to his disciples in John in the, in the Gospel of John, he goes, I'm going to go, but the Holy Spirit's going to lead you in all truth. He's got you. I'm going. But he's going to come down. And he's going to live within you. Where God says in Ezekiel, I'll put my spirit in you. This That, that prophecy was coming to life. He said, my, he said what he said, it's, it's coming true. The Holy Spirit's going to live in you. So um, if... If you'd like to listen to more on uh, John on uh, Kevin Butcher's studies on First, Second, and Third John, he goes really, really deep. He knows the Greek and the Hebrew incredibly well. He goes into context. He's just he's he's he, he is such a heart for people. Um, he's just absolutely incredible. So that is my message for you guys on how to love how, how we need to love people better and how we need to humble ourselves and say lord teach me to love people better teach me to do your will in loving people we lean on our understanding so so much so we really really do i do and i'm learning how to walk away from that so all it all i, I think you know all how do you know when you're leaning on your understanding when you're thinking about it in your own mind and you're not taking everything to God? That's what I think it means. Because previously, in uh, in Psalm 1, 
it says, you who chew on scripture day and night, you who lean on God's word. So um, let's close in prayer, you guys. Father, I just pray that people would they'd be captured by your love. It would heal them of their pain and their hurts, God. Bring us back into the refiner's fire. I thank you that we, we, we don't suffer for no reason, that we suffer for your glory, Father, and I thank you for that. Help us to be faithful to the end. Help us not to be deceived. Help us to walk in your truth. To carefully weigh and examine everything that we hear. I pray for the words that have spoken, Father, Holy Spirit, that you'd give people that are listening to this what's right and what's wrong. Pray for those with heavy hearts. God, I thank you that you're close to them, that you're with them right now. I pray you'd change their hearts. Change our hearts, Father. We don't have it all together. We are hopelessly broken, but Jesus, you make us whole through the sacrifice that you made. Jesus, you humbled yourself before the Father. Help us do the same and and know that there's so much eternal blessing from that. Renew our minds. Help us not be conformed by the way that this world show us um, when we're being deceived and we can walk back into truth. Father, you carry all wisdom. Everything is carried with you. There's nothing you can't access. I pray for healing over this person listening, Father, that they would just... just pray there that they would they would get alone with you they would spend time with you their intimacy would grow with you and that intimacy is into me you see so father help i pray that would be a vice versa kind of thing that we wouldn't perform for you god we would fear you with reverent awe pray for those struggling with pornography, lust, anger, bitterness, or that they would walk in the spirit. They would know what that means. They would walk in truth, Father. That we would sense your peace in the midst of trials and trust you. Lead us into intimacy with you, Father, only you. I pray for those with desires in their hearts, God, that that just teach us to do, do your will. Teach us to do your will, Father. Humble us to do it. Something is being built, and I just hear the Lord saying he's constructing things together. He's bringing things together to be more at ease. I pray for peace, Father. I pray for peace that only comes from you. People would come to repentance, and that godly sorrow would lead us to repentance. Repentance. 
for those who are being persecuted. Father, I pray that you would help them to endure it. Lead them to what your word says and change their hearts to delight in it. In Jesus' name. Amen. That is my message for you guys today. I have a bunch of other messages out. I have other journals that I shared about um, my week. Um, I have other prophetic words. If you want a separate prophetic word, please do not hesitate to uh, email me. I'd love to give that to you. Um, if you have not written me a, um, a review on Apple Podcasts, please do. Um, if you have, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, it's my uh, Apple Podcast is now the largest platform that I am streaming on, where most of my listeners are listening to that. So, again, the song that's playing uh, is called "Abba" by William Augusto, soaking in his presence. Um, and uh, next week, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about, but please pray that I would be able to that the Holy Spirit would just show me that, and I'm sure He will. Thank you so much for listening to the Way of His Love message on Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God is with you.